Friday feeling time. Friday feeling. Yeah. It feels like an awesome yeah. Friday. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. But today we're talking about cruise cruising, one Chevy dealer versus the sun, and retail stores continuing to close. Oh. Still. Still hope. Yeah, I, think, I think some people thought we got by that a little bit. But apparently not. Yeah, they were like, post-pandemic, it's all coming back. <laughs> and Chicago was like, nah. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Oh, kick them while they're down, Kyle. Kick them while they're down. <laughs> um, hey, let me just mention the fact, if you're watching today, you mo might notice something really unusual, and that's that I have a light color shirt on. <laughs> I was literally going to say that. I was and, like, whoa. And I'm not even, Danielle, Danielle walks in. She goes, are you on vacation today? And I don't know about it because <laughs> like I, and it was like, it was 85 degrees in Syracuse yesterday. It was warmer than like, Goodness, are you kidding 85 me? and sunny all week. It's been like, it's going to be 85 and sunny again today. No humidity. It's like perfect. Wow. But we walk somewhere and I have my black t-shirt on and jeans. And I was like, this is terrible. You get crushed. I hate the heat. Yeah. I get, I get melted. So I was like, not today. Not today. <laughs> I probably won't leave this office all day though. Not not a chance. On vacation with the light shirt. Unbelievable. That's what, she That's was great. like, are you on vacation? I don't know about. He must be on vacation. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, you know, you know someone who never takes vacation? Or at least it seems like? That's David Long. And we got to talk about that. I know. Because, look, we know what it takes to put together a show every single day. We do. And it's hard work we because, do. like, we're traveling and we're moving. And sometimes we're doing things on the road or at night or, or different things like that. But for a live show to go on a hundred weeks every Friday, same exact time. Like sometimes we start a little early, a little late, oh, depending yeah. on what our schedule. Let's start at the same exact time. David Long's Clubhouse, all things used cars um, that we get to power, and we just get to get our whole team behind it. Recap that whole nine yards is having its hundredth episode today. So if you're listening to the pod, watching it, anything like that, make sure and jump over to Clubhouse, check it out. Uh, the the title of today, I'm excited about. It's just getting really refining on used cars acquisitions. Um, it's a topic that we can't grow old on for sure. Mm. Nope, can't talk about okay, it too much. All right, all right, let's get into the news because we're, we're gonna get over to a show in just a minute here, or just a few minutes. There I'm gonna go. spill my water. That would have been amazing. <laughs> All right. GM-backed autonomous vehicle company Cruise is set to enter rapid growth phase, targeting a revenue goal of $1 billion in revenue by 2025. That is the money. That is the money. Uh, Cruise surpassed 1 million driverless miles as of February, which is a lot of miles. Um, wow. They've been operating more than 300 autonomous vehicles in three markets, San Francisco, Austin, Texas, and Phoenix. When you and I were in Phoenix last, we tried to catch one, and the place we needed to go was just outside. Just there. outside. It was uh, It's a shame because yeah. we were like, we're doing this. You're downloading the app. Like, we're, we're going to run of these things. We'll make it happen. Content. We'll make um, it happen. The focus now, though, that they have all this experience and kind of understanding of how it operates is to shifting to scaling operations into new cities while preparing for volume production of that the little, you know, kind of capsule on wheels. Uh, it's called the yep. Origin, by the way. Um, at GM's factory in Detroit. According to calculations by Sam, Sam Abuelzamade, I think that's it, principal research analyst at Guidehouse Insights, Cruise will need 5,500 to 6,000 vehicles operating on a daily basis to achieve that $1 billion uh, revenue target. So you think about it, they have 300 now, they got to get the 6,000. It's a lot. 
Yeah. It's a lot of increase. Yep. Uh, it assumes cruise operates in 10 cities uh, with 550 to 600 vehicles in each. Pretty easy math. Instead, he, said, math. he thinks a needed charge fare of about $2.50 a mile to reach it. And he says all of this is realistic. So, I mean. Yeah, it seems realistic. I, You know, obviously the, the biggest barrier to their success is litigation, right? Because sure. are we allowed no to doubt- do this? There's no doubt that uh, that a company like GM can produce that number of vehicles in the timeline. There's no doubt that that the the charging two dollars and fifty cents a mile is in line. Yeah, with, have like, you been in an Uber price. lately? Holy, without a crap. doubt, you're good to go there. You know, getting five hundred and fifty to six hundred new vehicle or vehicles into a city from like a pipeline and all of that, all of that's the easy part. It's definitely the litigation figuring out what those cities are that are willing to accept this technology and put it in play with all the other drivers around, whether or not you've got, you know, all all of the things from safety regulations dialed in. Um, But I still like if they've got the proof case, they've driven a million miles, they know exactly what they can and can't do in those cities. It's a, it's, it's a, like the bait is done. It is. Let's, it is. I don't know. 2025. I mean, by the end of 2020, if you figure by the end of 2025, it's like two and a half years. I don't know if you've ever right. been a port part of city litigation or court litigation, but it's going to take. Four. If litigation <laughs> is the blocker, I'm not that optimistic. But I agree with you, man. All yeah. the other stuff is like they're like, we got this all day long. We make these things, yep. get them in the cities. I wonder yeah. what it looks like. Where all the I'm excited about go. it. I want to. I want to try it out. Like if you've tried it out, you listen to yes. the pod. Shoot us a video. Please. We want to see exactly what that looks and feels like. If you're in Austin or San Francisco or Phoenix. Go do it today. Send us a video. We'll put it on the Monday pod because we want to see exactly. We need what to send AMJ like out to find one of these things because she lives in. Austin. There you go. We need That's to send what we her should out do. And just That's like go do. ride around in one of these things. I want to record a podcast in one so bad. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, like ask the driver. So what do you think today? <laughs> really? <laughs> you really? shouldn't. You shouldn't say that about Mary Barra. <laughs> Right, <laughs> just go for that all the way. Oh, that would be that would be a clutch interview. It That'd would, be a clutch it interview. would, it would. Um, I'm trying to think of a segue, but uh, speaking of being clutch, okay, stop. We'll take that. Time. <laughs> we'll take that. Uh, this story is actually in our daily email today. It's it's it's, it's so good. I know we have a daily email, by the way, which is. Uh, a lot more fun than this podcast is. Um, you can get <laughs> at least it, today's podcast. At least you can get it at asodu.com. And this is a, a little article that we pulled from that. It's just a real interesting, unique story. Originally covered in uh, Electrek, the website that we refer to sometimes. The the Dimmit Chevrolet team in Clearwater, Florida, is pushing the board of innovation and launched an on-site rooftop solar array that will generate more than one. I think that's gigawatts. One gigawatt of energy, or is it gigawatt? Yep. Is gigawatt an actual thing, or is that just Back to the Future? I think that's back to the future. That'd We're going to go with gigawatt. I think the word giga in an official term is like somebody got one by, right? One gigawatt <laughs> yeah, of energy like annually. Marketing department <laughs> snuck that through. Yeah. Um, so this solar ray is going to generate more than one gigawatt of energy annually, which is enough to power 750 homes. So they installed wow. over 2,000 panels. It looks unbelievable. And they used, like, it leveraged does. some tax incentives. Uh, they partnered with uh, a company called Energy Services of America. And this is going to offset 156 tons of CO2 emissions. Here's the more important thing. It will cover 100% of the store's power needs. Fully renewable dealership wow which is unbelievable and it's going to pay for itself in under five years and here's this little which part. is unbelievable oh five-year roi I mean, recoup the dollars on the five years on on a project like that that's just, wild i know it 
I know it. Usually that's like a oh, 15 years, five years. Right. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, all they, I mean, between the incentives, I mean, the incentives probably had a lot to do with it. We'll dig in a little further. But at the end right. of every article in our email, we have a little section called telling it like it is. And this is where our writers, Chris or Christy, they put like a little a little fun take on the news. And here's the telling like it is from this article. Something about cooling your showroom using solar energy is peak science. Using the sun to battle the sun. I was like, that's just just crush. Emoji sun versus right sun, there. right. Just yeah, because writing. all these showrooms have these massive glass and it's just like sun beating in, especially and in, it's clear in clear water, water Florida. 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 Yeah. Just I'd be wearing, I'd be wearing the light. No black shirts in Clearwater, Florida. Yeah, no, no. And and you're doing shorts in the summer for sure, without a mm -hmm. doubt. Um, I, I love this. I mean, any business that has that much square footage in in their rooftop, I think should be thinking this way, right? You think of all the retail establishments that are that have the opportunity to basically power their stores. And if and if recouping energy right now because of the types of tax incentives that are available for solar for solar solar energy. Get it while it's good, man on money start putting that in the newspaper get a little earned media and electric and get a little backlinks action i wonder hey, what their charger situation is at that store like you know what i mean i don't i don't know but i'm if i had to guess they're probably talking about it or at least installing a few and they're probably telling some people about well, it I similar to how they're telling them about the show, the solar panels. i also wonder like there's an element when you take in solar energy it's it's like direct current it stores it as dc energy in a battery and right. EVs are powered on DC energy. Your house and other businesses are powered by AC and just there's a conversion that has to happen from one to the other that actually loses efficiency. Right. So I wonder if they have DC energy coming in and DC energy going out, it probably actually makes it go faster and more efficient. I don't know. We're getting Interesting. might be too nerdy for a Friday morning, but I'll tell Could you later why I know this. <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> All there right. you go. We got one there more. Go. We got one more for you. We got one more. Let's let. Uh, speaking of retail stores, yeah, and getting nerdy, Stop. and Same getting way, way nerdy. Super nerdy. <laughs> A new study by UBS uh, says that fifty thousand retail stores are predicted to close due to rising operating costs and an increased move to e-commerce sales over the next five years, especially retailers such as clothing, consumer electronics, um, which would be the retail industries hit the hardest. Um, chains like uh, Walmart, Costco, and Target are expected to do fine in all of this, um, as well as uh, probably companies like automotive dealerships, because you know you got cars, you got a store, and stuff and like you that. are retailers. They don't mention that, but. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the 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 other opportunity for these larger retailers is they have kind of the 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 ability to fulfill digital orders in a retail space um, that smaller companies can't keep up with. So it'll be a five percent reduction in the overall stores across the U.S., which right now sits at about nine hundred forty thousand stores. Um, and they've also said they did mention auto parts stores and home improvement are expected to be good on uh, emerging out of this, which makes a lot of sense just because of the type of inventory and the type of research that you want to do around those things. So, um, yeah, Paul, like, I I think what's interesting about this is everybody kind of expected all of this to get crushed during the pandemic and post-pandemic, and we didn't see that happen. But the research is saying, hey, it's going to continue this gradual move toward more e-commerce still. Um what, so, you know, there we'll is see. in small towns, like there is this thing, like, I don't know if you remember like Christmas 2020, the small stores 
were jamming in upstate New York. Like the place that had oh, like yeah. little shops. They were like, we're having our best years ever. Right, because people yep. were like, remember delivery time slowed down. It was hard to get stuff from Amazon, and people flocked back to a lot of these stores here. And so, like at least anecdotally in this area, it seemed like oh, like the small shops are on the rise, and then kind of everything snaps back. And you know, we saw a bunch of retail space disappearing pre-COVID, and then you know, a lot of smaller operators all did have back. to close. Yep. You know, some came back, some had to close. But I think we're seeing a very similar thing to what we're seeing in retail auto as well, in the sense that there's a consolidation. And the, the larger yep. groups that can that can really leverage their ability to get space, their ability to uh, you know invest in scale digital platforms, scale operations, yep. get more technologically advanced, uh, deliver and process better. Like you're seeing that efficiency of scale starting to even take hold in in retail automotive. But one thing that this article talks about, uh, I don't know if I don't know if we mentioned it or not, but it says stores the importance of stores is increasing. Having a place where people yes. can go and whether that's to look at a product or to fulfill product from or to pick things up is actually on the rise. And even digital retailers like Warby Parker and people who have you know started e-com and then went into brick and mortar are actually still going deeper into brick and mortar. So I think when it comes to retail automotive, like in this whole thought of like, oh, can you order factory direct and all that? I think the reality is this is very clearly paints the picture that people want somewhere to go. They want somewhere to yes. go. Yes, and I think I think people are going to be more, they're going to be more um, just keyed in on whether, like what their gross profit per square foot is, mm. the efficiency of their retail operation, how they're doing product placement, product sales, and the opportunity to view products where people may or may not be taking delivery, whether it's of consumer package goods or smaller retail goods or large retail goods like auto, whether they're doing that in the retail space or not is yet to be questioned. And I think that's going to be that blend between like an e-commerce ecosystem and a brick and mortar ecosystem. But again, the retail brick and mortar is still important, uh, especially because the, the article says e-commerce sales are only projected to rise to 26% of retail sales by 2028, up from current estimated level of 20%. So that's still only 6% of retail sales are going to happen solely online. So that's a whole 74% that still need brick and mortar experience. I know. I like going to the store. I like being out and about, especially if I'm buying something big. We're on our way over to the Clubhouse room. All things used cars with David Long. Just download Clubhouse, search all things used cars. Have an amazing weekend. Have an amazing Saturday. Mm -hmm.